1: Shark Dropper is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash shark to get your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. With over 180,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPod, Kindle, or MP3 player.
0: Should I stop chewing gum right now?
1: Yeah, it's kind of fucking annoying. (laughs) How unprofessional. Eh, whatever. It's a guest spot. Yeah, it's a guest yeah, spot. We have a guest spot occupied. Hi, welcome to Shark Trapper. I am Kyle. I'm Robert. I'm John. And uh, joining us today, uh, filmmaker, movie extraordinaire. Right? Is that an accurate description? <laughs> uh,
2: whatever you want to call me, man. <laughs> uh,
1: Mr. Uh, Thomas Nooney, thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, I showed. I think early. It was very early on. I I, I was like I was, you know, I was drinking one night. I was on Facebook well, I that's saw, not very specific <laughs> I saw the, well i saw his, I saw his Kickstarter trailer 'cause he he had a, l- a little Kickstarter campaign for his movie, and I watched the trailer and I was like, Fucking hey, this is awesome, so I think it was that weekend or the that Monday with these guys. I'm like, hey, you guys should check this out. We we'll try to get this guy on the podcast. Mm. This is after I had, like messaged you that Friday night, and ever since then i'd like i I'd, I'd wanted to get you on. Robert had been out of town a couple weeks here and there, and uh so we finally got you on, so it's nice so um. Yeah. Tell us about the movie, man. Oh, right on. Okay. Um, get right up. Oh, get up, get right uh, yeah. Let me get, get right on up that. on you this. Can pull, you can pull this big black thing. <laughs> yeah, this big If black, I had a yeah, nickel yeah. for
0: every time somebody told me that, <laughs> you'd be rich. I'd, well, no, I'd just have a nickel.
1: Okay. Would you? Yeah, I'd, have a, I'd, I'd like to have a couple of nickels. I'd have 20 cents. So, yeah. Tell us about the movie. <laughs>
2: uh, okay. So, the movie is a feature-length film. It's called mm-hmm. uh, Monty Comes Back. Um I worked with a production company called Orensis Films out in Brayden and Sarasota, Florida, uh, to produce the film. Uh, my cinematographer and producer, Trishal Tejasvi, owns that company. Uh, <clears throat> one of my, my other producer was Vincent Dale, who had a few films hit the Sarasota area pretty hard. Um, no Real Than You Are and Paris Love Conspiracy. Um, I've known Trishal for two years. I've known... Vincent for since FSU which was like seven years ago so let's not talk about years anymore (laughs) Um, anyway so the movie was entirely shot in Anna Island it's uh about a a a huge cocksucker his name is Monty and he's this uh he's this you know know know-it-all thespian pretentious as hell thinks he's better than everyone um really has let his ego get away from him and he loses it all in one foul swoop. Just everything goes away because of him. Right. Um, and he's not totally cognition of this. So he uh, he goes back home, uh, kind of understanding his failure, at least subconsciously, uh, ending up living with his parents under the disguise that he's uh, on a creative hiatus. Have
1: you, have you ever seen the, the documentary Overnight about the the guy that made the Boondock Saints? Uh, no, I've heard a lot about that. Yeah. It's, it sounds a little bit like that story of like he... He got this this mega contract from Harvey Weinstein to like to just make the Boondock Saints. Harvey Weinstein bought his fucking bar, mm-hmm. and he was gonna like he was gonna finance the movie. He employed him to to, uh, to work in the bar. He was gonna like have his band. Like make the soundtrack to the movie and and like sponsors band and the guy just proceeds to piss it all away by just being a complete dick. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the most incredible fucking documentary you'll ever see, and it right. makes me hate the Boondock Saints even more. That's crazy. But it kind of that's it, it. It that's what that kind of uh, reminded me of when yeah. you described the uh, <laughs> the plot to your movie. Holy shit! Aliens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aliens. We're being <laughs> invaded. Thomas, <Yeah>. Thomas was <laughs> my fucking phone. He his yeah, cell phone. Of course, it oh. happens to the best of us. Yep. Yeah, I try, I try, and I fail. <laughs> <laughs> now you also
3: acted in the movie no, too. No, I did not act. Really, I acted in the trailer. I because uh, that's know. what I saw the trailer. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> I, liked, I liked you in the trailer, man. The fucking uh, fake nose
1: and like just I don't know. Thank you, everyone. Natural. Everyone tells
2: me they liked it. Um, it's kind of hard for me to agree with that though. Uh, it's it's. Uh, you know, I had I had done acting here and there before. It was something you have to go through in film school, and, and prior to that, you know, you just kind of cope with it. I've never really liked being in front of the camera. Um, it, it literally is soul sucking for me. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not some crazy crazy aboriginal who thinks that my soul is going to be taken <laughs> away from me whenever a picture's taken. But at the same <laughs> yeah. time, you know, you, you you certainly feel vulnerable up there. And you know I fight through it, but at the end of the day, would I want to do that every day of the week? No, um, and do I even want to do that for sixteen shooting days? I absolutely do not want to on top of directing yeah, on top yeah. of directing too. Um, you know and i was I was actually talking to somebody the other day about that um, my my actor my who played Monty Brandon Tyler Jones, you know it, there's such a stark difference between his performance and my performance um, you know him in the actual film, the feature film and me just for you know fundraising trailer really just like a sizzle reel more so than anything a proof of concept right um and you know i i was telling the person i took the character too seriously you know i'd been thinking of it as a drama and he really brought like he kind of showed me how ridiculous this fucking character was i already knew you know from a contextual point of view i'd written it you know i knew what kind of situations he gets into um but then you know he actually performs it and there's just uh such a comedy to the yeah. way he does it and it's not over the top or anything it's just you know, it's exactly what I I wasn't seeing, you know, whenever I was trying to perform as the character, you know. So he uh he definitely did a much better job than I I could have done and really anybody else could have done. I So think. It,
1: wor- it worked out for you then. So his his portrayal of the actual character, that was
2: it was maybe he made it his own, or did he go like No, he certainly he certainly did. Um when I, when I first auditioned him, it was over the internet because he was up in New York. And we, we didn't have the money to fly people down just for auditions and yeah. everything. Um, sorry, actors. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he was one of the auditions. I noticed at least that he was incredibly considerate of the written word. Right. Um, which, look, at the end of the day, doesn't make or break a deal for me. But if somebody comes to the table having read everything very acutely and does a bang-up job in their audition... And coming back still does an amazing job bringing new perspectives to the character that I haven't seen. That's pretty exciting. Um, and so, you know, I already had kind of an understanding of him as an actor before he came, and then I spent time with the actual person, Brandon Tyler Jones. Um, and I'm a big believer in, you know, what you can get out of a person, you know, quote-unquote career-wise, is often what you can get out of them on a personal level. Yeah. Um, and so I could, you know, we built a kind of a trust before the movie, and I understood what kind of a person he was, and through even, you know, more rehearsals and everything i started to see how he operated and so you know at the end of the day monty became not my creation anymore you know as part of both of us and i mean everyone who worked on the film but specifically with brandon you know he he just brought new life to the character that i didn't see i told him i you know felt he was a floater before and now he has much more life um that's something you know you don't get with a lot of actors a lot of actors i feel like you know they were very agreeable. Not that Brandon's not agreeable, mm-hmm. but he always he always had something new he wanted to understand about the character mm-hmm. or had questions or had suggestions, you know. Um and that's the way I like to work in a very collaborative effort, you know. Right. So I I think
1: we we talked a little bit before the podcast about just how you kind of came up as a filmmaker. Like I I told you like Robert and I would make like little short movies in the mm-hmm. in high school and shit. So like I mean what what's your experience uh Coming up as a as a filmmaker, obviously, you went, you went to film school and you. Um, you Where'd you go food? to film school? Uh,
2: Chapman University. Oh, right. All right. In uh, Orange, California. I did my nice. master's there. Um, before that, I did creative writing at FSU.
3: Hey! That's right. <laughs> oh! oh! <Hey. laughs> uh.
1: <sighs> yeah. <'Cause> we just <laughs> cracked the sound. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, listeners. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I wonder if you could, I wonder if you just tell me like what, uh, you know, what's, what sort of films are you we making coming up? You know, where, where'd you kind of, uh, cut your teeth, so to speak?
0: Well, obviously you have to make like short films and stuff like that in film school. Like usually those are like what, five minute or less usually, yeah. I mean,
2: you know, I've, in film school specifically, I don't know, the 15 to 20 short films, Yeah, a lot of them just exercises. Can you tell a story in a minute? Can you tell okay. a story in 30 seconds? Can you tell a story with no speaking? Can you tell a story with no characters? You know? Right. Um, those kind of things. Uh, before that, it was, I mean, honestly, it, it was just a lot of um, like school projects and stuff like that. Not that I didn't have an interest in film, but uh, I was telling Kyle before, it's often like, it's it's hard when you have like a script and i mean you're an insecure writer you know mm-hmm. and yeah. you're, you're sitting there and you're like is this even worth putting effort into and so kind of my my thought process a lot of the time is like you know if you're if you're willing to put the effort into the production of it then you obviously have you know a script that you must feel strongly about and so right. it wasn't you know it's not too often that that really happens for me um not that i don't think i'm always putting out good work but it also mm-hmm. has to like which i'm i'm not you know <laughs> yeah. but Um, it also has to kind of align with how you're feeling at the time and what you want to do. So I never really like put, and also, you know, the lack of equipment and technique prior to, you know, my film school experience really was, it was blatant, you know, it was was pretty highlighted. So, um, the things I had done previous to that were all these just like, you know, usually more experimental than anything else. mm -hmm. Just like really just playing around with like friends and stuff. Um, nothing like too excitable you know i didn't i didn't make this like you know movie that steven spielberg made when he was 16 years old and it went back to his hometown and he made five (laughs) dollars off you know like there's nothing like that i really didn't start hitting the ground running with um films until uh my first year at chapman i had really like i didn't get into fsu film school whenever i applied for my bachelor's Mm -hmm. and i tried twice and i didn't get in and so at that point it was kind of like a resolve for me but also like kind of stimulating in a way too, knowing that like i'll pursue creative writing and like Mm -hmm. my interest in literature um which for me i feel like was the right way to go as as shitty as it was at the time to be like not accepted into their film school Mm -hmm. it's like okay well you make the best out of anything you get and so I focused more on writing and, you know, literature, telling stories. I got really fascinated by poetry. And so I just put probably all my eggs at that time into that basket, knowing that I was going to still pursue film mm. um, on the master's level. And so that's that's when I really started, like, hitting the ground running. And I did a bunch of exercises there. And then <clears throat> one short film I did there, I got a fair response. It's called Urgent Care. That was a lot of fun. That was also a lot of heartache. Um, it was very hard mm-hmm. to make for a movie that involves two people talking to each other in a single room. Uh, and then the next film was greetings from Florida, which I shot last, not last December, December before that, December, 2013. We finished it this past October and it had a a decent festival run. It went to Oklahoma at the bare bones international film festival. It went to Sarasota film festival, which was right in my backyard, which Mm -hmm. was really nice. Um, the Myrtle Beach International Film Festival at the Tampa Bay Underground Film Festival went to Cannes short film corner.
0: Nice. So you I mean you said you don't really care for like the acting portion of it, but you you like being behind the camera. Do you like the directing or do you like the writing or do you just like both
2: equally? Um, I like I like both equally. Um yeah. I definitely approach everything from a writer's perspective immediately though. Um and so I don't know. It's I feel like with Monty Comes Back, you know, my first feature film, I was dreading, you know, like mm. going on to set and just like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? You know, you're kind of you're kind of freaking out. Um, but I don't know, the, the flow happens. And I think a lot of that happens because I had been with the script for so long. I'd written it myself. You know, I knew what I wanted. And so that really helped out. Um, but, you know, I just the script is first and foremost for me. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm a writer more than anything. Um, I guess I would say that because I do get a lot more writing done. Mm. Um, and that's usually where I put 110% of my focus a lot of the time. Um, but I mean, yeah, of course I enjoy directing. I, I probably enjoy it more than I do writing because I'm not locked up in a room, right. um, by myself alone, staring at a computer screen and you get to tell people cigarettes. what to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's nice, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. It it is nice, like, you know, not telling people what to do, but just having, like, a bunch of people you trust around you for a long period of time who are, like, good people um, and support you. You know, that was a big thing on this set, too. There were a lot of people I didn't know coming on it, and, you know, by the end of it, we were family. Yeah. Um, I mean, huge respect to everyone who was on that set. Um, That was one of the more amazing experiences in your life when you know everyone kind of comes aboard and works with you, supports you willingly mm. because they believe in a project and a person. Right. Um, So that was a really incredible experience. But I mean, it's just like you know, I, well, I had like withdrawals when production was over. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> to the, keep working. <laughs> yeah. I it's like I'm I'm ready to go do something, and it's like aimlessness. You know, it's like okay, so now I get to sit in front of my computer again. Yeah. You know. So I'm definitely itching for the moment I can get out of my office. Um
0: are you writing something right now or
2: Uh yeah, well, you know, this it always happens like after I like shoot a anything, a short film or you know, even like a music video or something I've done, you know, like uh I I kind of revert back to just like abstractions and so I've been writing a lot of poetry lately, you know, okay. just getting it, it's kind of like um you know getting all the shit this off your head you know mm-hmm. you had this mess in your head and then you consolidated it and pushed everything good out hopefully yeah. and then you know the rest is there and so now i'm just trying to extrapolate that and defrag i guess mm-hmm. um so i've been writing a lot of poetry lately but the next film that i have uh hopefully in the works is with my buddy will stripling who is actually killing it right now but uh hi will uh <laughs> hi will hi will
3: <laughs> hey will how's it going Will? what's going on How
2: you doing man Um, shout out (laughs) we're we're going to be writing a feature that i wrote i have already written but i'm just i'm not happy with it at all um and him and i worked well as uh, writers together before we did greetings from florida together and um you know it'd be nice to have somebody i trust kind of being able to bounce ideas back and forth off of and like come to a communion on like what what is the meat of the story here and is it worth shooting at all Mm. so that's the next thing it's it's another feature i also have a couple uh short ideas um one is I'm still in discussions with my buddy Matt Landsman who wants to do a short down here, something like uh, on the horror side of things, and then the other one is uh, along the lines of the two other shorts I had mentioned, "Urgent Care and Greetings from Florida." They're all they're both conversation based, mm-hmm. and so I've had this you know concept of kind of like a running series of films based on conversations between. Different people, of course, but uh, the first one, Urgent Care, is about two two strangers who are having a conversation and finding the inability to communicate. The other, the next one, Greetings from Florida, is about two people who know each other very well who are having a hard time having an intimate connection. And so this next film is about a talk show. Um, <laughs> and so that's being that's being worked on by me and my buddy Joseph Doherty. Um, and all these things are in the the ether right now. You know, they're they're just out there being worked on, but right. so not palpable. Um, I'm editing. Again, Will Will Stribling has a new short film coming out probably by the end of summer called The Archetypes, Myths Inside the Body, and it's a modern dance film that was done with the Orange Grove Dance uh, Dance Troupe up in New York. Hmm. And uh, I'm editing that with him right now, and hopefully that will be done very soon. And then, of course, there's always Blacktop Passages, a literary magazine that I run with Christopher Cartwright and our buddy John Fisher. Hmm. Um, and I'm working on the design for the new issue of that right now how long has that been going on for three years really yeah wow yeah where, where can everybody find that uh blacktop com, or you can find us on facebook i'm pretty sure if you google blacktop passages there's no other thing called black that's awesome yeah. um hopefully there's no other thing called blacktop passages. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll find them we'll kill them burn <laughs> them down yeah take, <laughs> take them down yeah um so i always have too many, too many irons in the fire, and I'm not wearing any gloves. And yeah. I'm constantly burning myself. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's a good thing. This is never a bad thing. It's a, you always want to stay busy. A lot of projects. Yeah, yeah, a lot of projects. We know a lot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned that your actor uh, Brandon, mm-hmm. you, he uh, he came down from New York, and you interviewed him via Skype. So, like, how did that work out? To did, is most of your cast made up of people from out of town, and then how did how did they find you? Did you reach out to them? Did they reach out to you? Like, how did that go?
2: So. We did kind of a blanket, um, call for auditions across the nation, uh, in person in Florida and, uh, like the Southeast region. Yeah. So like Atlanta usually is where you're going to get most of those people. And then, um. The rest was, you know, all over the internet. Okay. Media auditions only.
1: So I guess there's like there's certain forms. there's there's certain places where you can uh, put up an open call for Craigslist. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Don't do M for M. That's mostly if you go to Craigslist for auditions, it's most likely going to be pornography. Hey. 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 movie? Set up a nice little couch. And, <laughs> well, that's, well, that's the yeah. sequel to Monty comes. Yeah. There you back. go. Monty, Monty comes, comes again. Yeah. <laughs> Monty comes on her. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And Monty comes on her back again.
1: Yeah. You, you've got a whole franchise
2: set up here. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're but it really yeah. takes
1: a turn after the after the first one.
0: <laughs> oh after Christ!
2: The, after the quiet little indie movie that pops out, then a bunch of pornography from Arentz's films comes. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's, that's, I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, 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 money money. films does not produce pornography. <laughs> Allegedly. Yet. Unless they're getting <laughs> yeah, paid I say, yeah. really, really
1: well. Let's yeah. see the fucking money first, and yeah. then we'll make a decision. And then we'll get into it. Not that I'm telling you how to run your business. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> porn sells. Yeah, porn does sell.
3: You must hate it when you're discussing the movie industry. and the, oh, It God. always it always turns to
2: pornography. <laughs> so, no. I, I, I honestly do, and it's funny. Every time I come back to Florida, it's, like, it's whenever I come back to Florida, do I hate being asked, like, what do you do? And there's that moment where it's like I don't even want to really mention what I do because it's going to go two ways there there's a possible third way but it's like the one percent i'm not even going to mention it there's there's oh so you shoot pornos or oh you shoot pornos can i be in it that's that's usually like the follow-up is can i be in it when you jokingly tell them yes yeah oh, or the next one is like oh you make the movies so who have you worked with you know and they're expecting that you're like shit shit. yeah or something, you know um And it's like I don't know. It's very frustrating. I like I hate kind of like that question coming from anybody because then it's it just opens up. It's a good conversation a lot of the time, but at the same time, it's a very frustrating conversation. Yeah. I probably sound like an asshole to anyone listening right now. They're like, "Oh my god, this fucking pretentious piece of shit can't even (laughs) tell people what they want to do and what he does." And it's like, no, it's just like what this conversation is going to die after a little bit. I could talk about movies all day, Mm. but as soon as you start telling me that your last favorite movie is Man of Steel. Can you believe that's the last modern movie I can actually think of? Man, still shit, <laughs> Jurassic World. And you tell me that that's your favorite movie? Yeah. Fuck Jurassic World. Let me. Can I go off on a rant right now? Please go off on a rant. We, we actually did that before. Yeah. No, no. Let's let's get into this. Okay. Jurassic World was literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, and I'm not going to bore you guys with all the bullshit I can say about it. But what I will say, is it was such a far cry from the original Jurassic Park, oh, I've yeah. heard too many people tell me it was just as good as Jurassic Park.
1: But they said, yeah, the, but in the movie, look, look at all the cool Jurassic Park. No, shit. here's.
2: I
0: think what they were trying to do with Jurassic World was... No, they were trying... I mean, yeah, they did those homages to to Jurassic Park. But I think they were also trying to tie it in and make it almost more of like a kiddie film. Like, make it more directed towards, like, youngsters. That's why you had that dino battle. That's why you had, like... Fucking... Like, I don't know, like, showing the Jurassic Park stuff from the first one. Because kids who are growing up now... But, like, I know people now that I work with that were born in, like, 95... So they didn't see Jurassic Park in theaters like we did, right? Like when we were young. So like ne- they're trying to bring like Jurassic World to like audiences again because it's been like what a, ten years. since And, the and last they can make one.
2: money off it, but you yeah. know it would be amazing if kids these days had their own thing. You yeah. know, if like it was a new idea out there or yeah. something mm-hmm. that they could franchise. Avatar kind of did that. Yeah, but, a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean that that was a frustrating thing for me too. Is like who is the audience of this movie? Because honestly, it felt like they were like. Okay, so the people who saw this movie, what was it, like 20-something years ago now, okay... So, they're, most of them are probably, you know, drinking themselves to death at this point. So, yeah. they must be idiots. And we can just throw anything in front of them. Yeah. And, like, what they thought would get our rocks off was, like, an occasional nod to Jurassic Park. Yeah. In a movie that, like, had literally no tension. I wasn't scared of it for a fucking moment. Yeah. yeah. In the original, I still, like, jump when that fucking T-Rex <laughs> yeah. comes. And they oh, couldn't yeah. even, like, recreate that now. It was just, like, uh, I mean, I talked well, talk all about spectacle. the whole movie looking like shit and being completely overlit. But, like... It just—it was just bad. I, the script was horrible. I the mean, CGI was horrible. <laughs> I hope somebody who wrote this is listening to this and knows how like <laughs> how angry I am about like this really awful movie. You spoiled my year of movies. Now I just—I don't even know what to equate this. Anything is better in it. So I have things like—I uh, can't even think of another bad movie this year. This is all that's taking
0: over my. But mind. But like Jurassic Park, the thing about Jurassic Park and the, the thing about Spielberg in general was he. I mean, I know with Jaws he didn't he wanted to show the shark up front but he didn't and it and the fact that he didn't created that tension created that suspense that you never you didn't see it until later on in the movie same with the dinosaurs like you didn't see the raptors in the first half hour right. you saw people dying from the raptors or the bushes shaking and then you see them like in the last like half hour of the movie and you create that tension cuz you don't know what to expect from them and like with this one it was like show everything up front they're in a big ball that's like going around. You see every dinosaur. Nah, They're bro, all having fun. There was like, a good
1: ten minutes where we didn't know what the fuck that thing looked like. Yeah. I was scared shitless. There's, there's claw
0: the marks. Only, yeah, that was the only thing It's like they didn't okay. show that dinosaur. But the, also they still Chris Pratt
3: them. riding a motorcycle with the uh, Velociraptors. Raptors. Why make the fuck? Why make the door a dinosaur-sized
1: door? That was my. That, that was like wait wait man. Like when okay so like the the dinosaur there's like a. There, He escapes because a giant door, a a ginormous door opens and he runs out of it. But like, you would think that they'd put the dinosaur in there before he became that size. So like, why make the door the size of the dinosaur? In case they ever had to move him to another
2: dinosaur cage, yeah. But could you like sedate him or something? <laughs> why? Maybe. Uh, Here is my question: that that sea sea monster, whatever you want to call why? it. Why? Yeah. Why? Why him? Generally, but also as a fuck, which is That's fake, a big
1: fuck you to job. Which is <laughs>
2: fake too, because mo- they've even said like Mosasaurus never got
0: that big. Like they were literally like as big as like a little bit bigger than great white sharks. This one was like. <laughs> huge. And Literally. somehow
2: it doesn't jump out of the water to eat any park guests during the day, but as soon as there's a big dinosaur there, it yeah, it
0: attacks eat. it. Yeah, yeah, a huge yeah. dinosaur that's going to eat the whole
1: thing. It was there for two reasons: the trailer, and then for the, the, the horrible cl- death of the of the uh, secretary. My,
0: that was my 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 biggest gripe with the movie was the T Rex and Raptor joining forces. Yep, yep. That's just like not.
2: Thumbs up, man. And then they're just <laughs> like, okay. Pro.
0: They're just okay with each other. Look, and then I nod, think it's wink.
2: a giant metaphor for, you know, like small businesses overtaking <laughs> corporations that emerged <are> <laughs> from a bunch of businesses. Today.
0: I heard that like the whole movie was kind of poking fun at big blockbusters in the sense that they were kind of showing that here we're going to sh- throw in something big and new and different like within Dominus Rex. Yeah. Like, here's this. But the old school
3: dinosaurs are going to take him down. Yeah, Jake Johnson's character – he kind of has a line that kind of pokes fun at that. Yeah, yeah the uh, the drop? original part. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like it didn't need all these fancy dinosaurs. It was it yeah. was way better. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that's awesome. So the <laughs> fact that they had that like is almost like
0: them poking fun like them poking fun at big blockbuster movies, but they are a big blockbuster
1: movie. So they're poking fun at themselves. It was just kind of a weird weird thing to 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 do in that movie. Popcorn cinema, it's what's taking over. As soon as everybody stops going to see those fucking movies, it'll be But hey, I I'll yeah, but people aren't. I mean, blockbusters, people love those big blockbusters. I get, I'll give myself up. Whiplash and Birdman were in the theater, and I saw fucking Dumb and Dumber 2. <laughs>
2: Instead of. <laughs> hey, you should see Birdman. I can't speak for Whiplash. I've Birdman, heard amazing yeah. things about it. Whiplash
1: yeah. is really awesome, and Birdman was really good.
0: Both
3: of those in the theater. Dumb and Dumber 2 well, let's was Let's go all see right. Dumb and Dumber 2. It's okay. Why
2: the fuck not? I can recommend Ant Man. I saw that today. Really? was actually pretty It was
3: a good movie. Yeah,
2: I thought it was
1: decent.
3: Do you watch it too? Yeah. Fuck. We saw it i s- I still want to hate
2: this movie
1: it,
3: it's not like the best Marvel movie but I it's decent uh, it's it was better bad, than I thought it, was it would fun. be it yeah. was a lot of
2: fun it was like yeah. as fun as the, the first Iron Man yeah like, I would say it's not I don't like it as much but it's still like up there as far as you just know, having Paul, a good time with Guardians of the Galaxy yeah
3: Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd yeah like and that's always a fun time. I was
2: surprised at how restrained he was in the movie actually. He really wasn't, He wasn't too much of himself. It was just no. like these kind of like cute moments that he'll have that you really yeah. are like, Oh, that's Paul Rudd. I felt <laughs> it wasn't as
0: jokey as like his character like how he would
3: normally play like a character.
2: Yeah, so
1: he does superhero well then, you say? Yeah, I thought he did it decently.
3: You know the entire time when I was watching the movie, I was just in the back of my head, I'm just wondering how much of this is Edgar Wright and how much of this is Everybody else. Well,
2: he right, wrote it. Still, he,
0: he.
3: Yeah, he first started working. the he's movie. He's credited
0: and, with it, but there's like two other, three other writers. He credited first started it working the
3: movie in 2006. Yeah, that's crazy. Hmm. Well, here's. Yeah, I
1: remember that. I remember when that's the whole, the whole buzz came out. He I think you can it.
0: Well, I think you can like basically say that. When you look at Ant-Man, like, I felt it was more fast-paced. I know some people said that it kind of was slow in the
3: beginning. No, but I it's kind of the it was, Ant-Man scene, like, the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, actually. I
0: felt I felt it was, like, really, like, fast-paced. And you, you get those quick cuts, like, when it cuts b- between, like, uh, who is it, Michael Pena's character. Mm-hmm. And, like, the other characters when he's telling the stories of how he got, like, information. And it's just cutting to all these characters. That's, like, classic Shaun of the Dead, hot fuzz. Oh, yeah. Quick cutting between, like, them... Opening the refrigerator, cutting to him walking outside the, to go to the store. Like that's just like Edgar yeah. Wright's very fast paced. Right when he when in his writing and, and directing. Yeah. Obviously he didn't
3: direct this, but oh, you know what dead. else I was really impressed with the the scene where you see the young Michael Douglas come in the scene. Yeah, it's like whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's like Michael Douglas out of the first Wall Street. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> he looks so young. I mean, you could tell like it's kind of digitized a little bit, but yeah. it just still looked really good. Yeah. What's, who's Michael
1: Douglas in this? He's he's Duh. the original Ant-Man. Yeah, oh. oh. Yeah. But he
0: gives it to Scott Lang. It's kind of like they're Oh, newer, yeah. Because it's, it's like newer age, so yeah. they're like giving it to the next Ant-Man. Bullshit. Kind bullshit. Of.
1: There should only be one. <laughs> one Ant-Man. One, and
0: then it's over. Yeah. Like there's only one Robin.
1: Yeah, only, <laughs> only one Robin. <laughs> Fuck the other four. Yeah.
0: Oh, well. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting for Spectre so excited for Spectre. Is that coming out this year? No. Oh, they're releasing the trailer tonight. Are they? Yeah, a, a new trailer for
1: Spectre maybe, tonight. Maybe we can watch it live on the podcast. <laughs> oh, Actually, I don't think it comes out until midnight. Fuck. Yeah. Well, let's take a break and then we'll wait, <laughs> wait till midnight. Til midnight we'll come and then back watch. and then we'll watch it. How yeah, about that? That'd be awesome. All right, cool. We got to get out of here. Take a break. Yeah. Dark Dropper Studios presents to you. The force is strong in my family. My father had it. sister has it and you have that power too there you back to work
0: I had to protect my investment
1: investment
0: Joy and good the whole with the dead fiance I
1: just hope I can help
0: your reputation precedes you
1: if you don't open this fucking door right now I'm gonna break it down
3: It's Jimmy John. He's missing. Go find him, tubby.
1: Hi, everybody. There's music playing. You know what that means. Uh, it's time for an Audible commercial, unless you're listening to this podcast for the first time, in which case, welcome. Let me tell you about a little website called audibletrial.com. If you go there right now, you can get yourself a 30-day trial and a free audiobook download for your iPod, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. They have over 180,000 spoken word and audiobook titles for you to choose from do you want me to recommend you recommend you one fine i will fuck i'm 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 already giving you this fucking free audiobook but whatever i'll recommend you a book too uh harper lee wrote a a follow-up to uh to kill a mockingbird called go set a watchman something like that set a watchman uh the audiobook is narrated by reese witherspoon who does legally blonde so you go from atticus finch to Reese Witherspoon, from fucking Atticus Finch to Gregory Peck to Legally Blonde. So go check that out. It's available now at audibletrial.com shark. If you don't like that book, like I said, 180,000 titles for you to choose from. I mean, what are you waiting for? Go out there and search for one. Surely your favorite book must be on there. If it's not, then go and write them and complain and tell them Kyle sent you. So anyways, audibletrial.com shark. Okay, hi, hello. It's we've just watched the Spectre trailer.
3: <laughs> yeah, it
1: is. It was one in the great. morning right now. <laughs> Fuck, man! Amazing. They brought Christopher Lee back. Christopher Lee. <laughs> they brought all the all your favorites are back. Yes, yeah, Scaramanga. <laughs> yep, Scaramanga's back <laughs> with that third nipple. With his third nipple, Blofeld's back. Blofeld, Goldfinger. Um, yeah, Jaws. Oh, <laughs> yep. of course, Jaws.
0: Even Jaws, the shark, <laughs> is in there too, which was a kind of a bit Strange of a surprise <laughs> as a villain. But I'm c- curious to see where he's going to take that. Cool, cool. 007 villain, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I still, I still say Jaws: The Revenge has the most ridiculous story of almost any movie I've ever seen. Which is what? Which is the shark follows Ellen Brody to the Bahamas from Amity Island. He follows her plane. Goes to the Bahamas and like hunts her down because she, her husband killed the other sharks. Yeah,
1: bro, it's revenge. You gotta get revenge on the Brody's. It's a shark, though, too. So there's that. Wow, I mean, echolocation. Right, which sharks have. (laughs) It's possible. What do you think of Jaws? The, the Revenge, Jaws Three, The Revenge, <laughs> Jaws Four, uh, The revenge. Jaws Four, The Revenge. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Jaws Robert. Three
2: was in 3D. <laughs> I want to say I'm hashtag blessed to say that uh, I've only ever seen Jaws. Oh man, never watched any of the sequels. Well, according to Robert, you're missing. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> missing a film. Missing out uh, on according some stuff. to my friend Alicia as well, she's a big fan of the whole Jaws lineup, and every really? time she brings up her favorite thing to do is bring up Jaws Two. I guess for whatever reason. Really? Yeah. And uh I, I just I have nothing to say. And she's like, You just need to see them. Most important movies ever made, you know. But I don't
0: I would know. agree with the first one.
2: <laughs> and then they kinda of
0: drop
1: off. Second one's okay. Second one is a it's an okay movie. Didn't didn't we do it? We've done this before. I think we have. Yeah. what, what happens in the second one? Space, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Jaws, Jaws and in space space. <laughs> that would be Jaws five. I thought that was Interstellar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jaws. And space. He was causing those
0: giant waves <laughs> to come after the ship. Nah, baby, I don't even remember Jaws two. I just remember he electrocuted it. Which I never knew this, but I, I I found it out when I listened to how did how did this get made when they were doing Deep Blue Sea. But like the sharks that died in Deep Blue Sea, died the same kind of ways that they died in Jaws. So one was electrocuted like in Jaws two. Right, that Saffron Burrows electrocutes it. The other one was blown up, like in Jaws 1, and I guess Jaws 3. I forget what the other one, how the other one died. Jaws 3. Jaws Well,
1: Well, how did Jaws 4 end? Jaws 4, oh, it got speared. Machine gun fight.
0: It got speared by the boat, and then it exploded, which was kind of (laughs) weird. It got speared (laughs) by a boat, and then I think it exploded. Oh, that's right. Because it had like an air tank in it or something. I remember hearing that. And she like jabbed
1: it, because sharks just get out of the water. Good for Jaws. And stand upright. It was weird. I've heard that. Surfers well, will say that. I
3: remember they made the shark in Deep Blue Sea like a foot longer than the shark in Jaws. So I'm just wondering if like the filmmakers in Deep Blue Sea had like some type of inferiority complex. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to speak on
2: behalf of all filmmakers out there. Yeah. We all have an inferiority <laughs> complex. Hence
0: <laughs> <And laughs> the Mosasaurus eating the great white in Jurassic World. Mm. They just like... Had to take it one step further. One big
1: to fuck you to, to Steven, Steven
0: Spielberg. Spielberg even though like, so, so I'm making a shark a movie, producer. but
3: I have to step it up. <laughs> because someone else already made a really kick-ass shark movie.
0: I'm kind of like, after Sharknado, I don't think you can go anywhere else with like shark movies. It Space. Kind of That's why Kevin Smith's doing <laughs> Moose Jaws. Moose Jaws,
3: which is such a... Wait, what's Moose Jaws about? It's about a moose that attacks it's, people. Yeah,
0: it's Moose Jaws.
3: Seriously, it's what basically more do you like to Jaws
0: but with a moose. And I bet you they'll have some like weird quint character and all that kind of stuff, played by Johnny Depp. I'm sure. Maybe is that the one or starring Jay, his daughter?
2: No, the one starring his daughter is
3: Yoga Hosers. That's Yoga Hosers.
2: Was. Yeah. Okay. I like Which... to think what what's the response? You know, what what why are we making all these like you know movies <laughs> like Sharknado right now? You know, you think back to like Godzilla. With Japan making that after yeah. like the nuclear explosions and like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm relating this right back to history and yeah. you know, their fears. And then I look at Sharknado and I'm like, 9-11? Yeah, what is this commentary <laughs>
0: on? What are we t- What is yeah, this? I don't know what it is. I think it's just like a I like the nine like eleven thing.
2: Well, that was my answer for zombie movies, too. So I, I don't think that'll hold up for, especially what, like, you know, 14 years later. Yeah.
1: Do you think so? Or is it or just...
2: I mean, no. I I honestly think, like, I think there's something to it with terrorism. I think, like, you know, some unknown menace. But you could generalize that and say anything. You know, I I mean, at the end of the day, it's about money. I don't know what the fascination with sharks in America is. Like Shark Week.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's I don't fucking get. I don't understand. Shark
3: Dropper. Just (laughs) (laughs) Shark Dropper. Even
2: the (laughs) media attention. You know, like I don't. (laughs) It's like is that you know is this like. Ha- this has to happen more often than I'm like seeing it on the news, right? I like, don't
1: know. It's like people will say to me, like, "Oh man, Shark Week's coming up." I'm like, "Really? Like, are you you excited about Shark Week?" Like- Let's not jump on those people because we do have Shark
0: Dropper as our. <laughs> company name <laughs> so, fuck sharks yeah.
1: no i that's, i will that, agree though. that's more of a joke though we're not we don't actually we're not obsessed with sharks it's just no. a big joke
0: i'm kind of obsessed with sharks
1: okay fine Not. not so you big. get excited for you're the, no you're the no, guy.
0: no. I, I don't get excited for shark week i've actually i've seen every shark documentary on youtube like over every the years that like that like when shark week comes out they replay a lot of the same shit from Le- the year before, prior, they add new shows, but like the, every time they do like a top ten countdown, it's like the most dangerous sharks. We haven't discovered any new sharks in a while, so it's not like the the, the top ten is going to change much. It's going to be like great white, <laughs> blue shark, bull shark, white tip. They're always going to be up there. So it's like I they don't should grab the, the scientists
3: 10. from Jurassic World <laughs> and make a shark that has camo. And also can, can talk to, to other sharks, can talk to raptors. <laughs> Fuck
2: that shark! Like, wouldn't it be great if there was just like a soap opera that was like made up completely of sharks, and it was just like, oh, little Billy the shark has leukemia. Oh, they yeah. should just
0: have like a whole a station just dedicated to shark stuff, just all uh, not Shark Week, like Shark just every day,
1: shark sh- soap operas. Let's do- Shark social experiment. Let's do that. Let's start that network of just dedicated to sharks and let's see how long it takes to get a reality TV show on. Dude, I saw
0: like on Facebook, I was scrolling through and like somebody posted a picture of like shark cages where like people are now going to like I don't know how real it was, but it was like people going into the water and they had like a, a cage around them. And it's like so you can go onto the beach and then drop the cage so you can still go in the water but you don't get attacked by sharks. You fucking kidding people, me? P- dude, people are scared of sharks right now because everyone's getting like there's been like three or something attacks within the last like month. Yeah, you like, saw that along, video along right on the east surf- coast.
2: There's like a surfer, dude. That was scary. Yeah. What w- What are people more afraid of right now? Sharks or the police or ISIS? I'd say ISIS, and then the police, and, and then was, sharks. Sharks are third in this lineup. I say it's maybe.
1: I don't know. Robert, go get the door. Okay. Someone knocked on the someone door? Someone knocked on the door, yeah. You go get the door. You we'll guys... answer the questions as to what's the scariest fucking... All right, me? I'll come back. I want to answer. Yeah. I'm thinking someone might need their car moved. No, yeah. I think it's my girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. So we're, we're doing manly podcast kind of stuff. We can't be having this right it's now. It's business
2: time. Yeah, it's business time. Keep talking. So, uh, <laughs> Kyle, you and I are the only people in this room right now. and It's nice. You know, I'd I'd like to describe you right now, if possible. Oh, please! You're yes. about a, a six foot seven black man, about three hundred eighty five pounds.
1: Yes, built. I, the black thing I've been kind of trying to keep under wraps, but it's out there now. So yeah, a black man, built, one
2: hundred ninety five pounds. Not no, 300 pounds three hundred and 300 eighty five pounds. You can you can visually assess me in such a way to like well to... you know I used to work in a carnival where my job was to guess the weights of people mm-hmm. for about uh, nineteen years I did this I'm pretty good at it.
1: Oh really? Mm-hmm. So Robert, who's just walked back in, what would you say his his weight, height, and skin color are? Uh, that's well, a big part of I it. I mean,
2: he's a five foot eight, two hundred and sixty two pound Filipino male.
3: That's pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is fucking incredible.
0: Actually <laughs> I don't know Actually
3: we... Robert is Cambodian. That's He's true. Close. That's Ooh. true.
0: <laughs> it's pretty close. Uh, Those, yeah. are, I feel Those countries really are bad right, right next, right next to each other. Yeah. It's an a for effort.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry to both Cambodia and the Philippines for confusing. Oh races. no, we
0: love it. We're okay with it, oh. all of us. <laughs> yeah, okay. we're, we're totally fine. Confuse us as much as you want.
3: Oh, okay. All right,
2: Do from
0: me. your friend, the Cambodian
3: <laughs> Robert, <laughs> a very I,
0: I speak a very, very pop- Cambodian, <laughs> yeah,
1: very popular hey. Cambodian name.
3: Honestly, for a while there, our second biggest market was Cambodia.
1: Yeah, well, not anymore. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally
2: during this podcast, dropped it all off <laughs> right after the statement. I Sorry, Cambodia. On uh, on Twitter, my my handle is at nudi. My last name and. Indonesia has their own X Factor, and on there was a band, a boy band, called New Dimension, spelled N-U-D-I-M-E-N-S-I-O-N. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, a lot of Indonesian teenagers began thinking that I was this the Twitter for this entire boy band, New Dimensions, New D, N-U-D-I. And so I've had a following of Indonesian people. Uh, that's over 100, definitely at this point. Really? Um, for the past six years, who think that I am an entire Indonesian boy band called New Dimension? Might be time to capitalize on that. Well, yeah. Do you
3: ever just play along? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there,
2: there was a point. There was a point where I was just really confused. Like I don't know. Whenever it started happening, I want to say it was like six years ago. But um, whenever it started happening, I was like, "What the fuck is going on here? Who are these people? I don't know them. It, this is in a different language." And then somebody cleared it up when I like hollered on, on Twitter one day. Sorry, tweeted on Twitter tweeted, one day. Tweeted like on the hollers. on the tweeter. <laughs> um, and he cleared it up. He was like, oh, hey, you're, you're being confused with this boy band over here. And so ever since then, you know, I'll do a call out to Indonesian sometimes, mm. you know.
3: You should learn Indonesian.
2: I was going to say, you, you should capitalize like, uh, on that. Yeah. Make A, make a, a lot film. of people come
3: up with, like, a new song lyrics in it's, Indonesian.
0: It's interesting. A lot of people confuse me to be Indonesian, too, which that's okay. I'm fine
3: with that. It's yeah. Cool <laughs> yes. with. Are you a fan? Are you following him on Twitter? I actually am. <laughs> okay. I'm a fan of uh, boy bands and and Indonesia. <laughs> so there's a nice overlap
0: there. <laughs> right, and the fact that I'm Cambodia and don't mind Indonesia. You, you are literally Cambodia. <laughs> I'm, I'm Cambodia. That's country. how you can speak you're for the entire all country. Of them.
2: I'm the entire country, guys. I'm a moment of silence for the killing fields. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't laugh. How could you, Robert? <laughs> no, I'm quiet. This is a moment I'm okay of with it, okay? You were in yeah. the moment of silence. Moment of silence. <laughs> I'm Cambodia.
3: It's good.
2: It's a good moment. That was a good moment. Yeah. How do you think your audience feels that we took a moment of time?
3: We them? have no idea what the our audience
2: thinks. Yeah. We have no idea who our audience is. Are they listening right <laughs> After now? After the
1: last episode, I'm I'm surprised anybody's Yeah, do you
0: think we pissed off all two of them? Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe one of them. <laughs> 50-50. Mallory I should that. be fine. Yeah, she's still listening. <laughs> yeah. The other guy.
1: The other guy, he's gone. Yeah.
0: It's all right. You gotta start somewhere. Which literally happened.
1: More. We literally had a guy that we I pissed off so much. He's like, I'm not fucking listening to you guys anymore. That's a, yeah,
0: that that happened. That happened. You guys got like a hotline people can call in right now on or something like one eight hundred big deck or something. We actually we can could, do yeah. that. We just haven't done it. We haven't done like a hotline thing. We can we can do like the live I feel like that would just bite us in the ass. Yeah. I just don't want <laughs> someone to call
2: and just do but, like a butt breathe, butt breathe kind we'll of, yeah, yeah.
0: And just <laughs>
1: you son of a bitch. <laughs>
2: do you guys have sound effects? Do you have like a panel with like a bunch of buttons? On this, no, actually, we we, we added I in after. Could, though, yeah. Oh, you can in the live.
0: Like that's the thing is, this is we're doing like a pre-recorded thing. But if we did it like live through Blog Talk, we could.
2: I think we can do that. Do stuff, somehow. yeah. Yeah.
0: Like while it's going We just haven't done it that way I
2: would like those little wane sounds Like whenever Like I come on it like a bong's Getting hit or something You know Like yeah. the lighter's coming up oh, like be In like, between oh. Or just or, like a Yeah In the background Every now and then <laughs> yeah. That would be cool Something cool
3: Or like the uh, The transition Sound from loss Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 No the law and order To
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait that's the dun, law and order I thought it was yeah.
3: Was it Dum dum yeah. What is he? What are you thinking
1: of? I think
0: if
3: no. Devo's whip it. He's yeah, th- probably. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's thinking of the
0: Angela Lansbury one. Murder <laughs> she wrote. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's what it was. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I remember uh, like going to Universal. T- when they did the Terminator 2 ride, which is basically like they had a murder-she-wrote ride. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they had a murder-she-wrote ride. No, but they
1: have like a video. Why did they get rid of that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was kind of just watching. <laughs> it, was, it was right ride. next to King Kong. <laughs> Fucking Angel Lansbury was hot as shit in that and movie.
0: Surprisingly, they got rid of King Kong before the murder-she-wrote one. <laughs> no, but they have a murder-she-wrote reference on the Terminator 2 ride, which really? is Terminator 2... Like, I think the ride came out in 94, 96, something like that, Um, because I think the actual movie came out in 91. But when they they made the ride, it's basically just a 3D movie that you're watching that does, like, a couple of moves and stuff.
1: Which is basically, like, D-Box.
0: Right, right, right. Um now they have all the simulator rides, but this so this one's kinda like lame and it's old school. But when you go in and you have to like watch this video before you go into the ride, they have a murder she wrote reference and like some other old references. I'm like, they really should just update just yeah. update this one video.
3: Wait and then make it so much better. So does that mean the Terminator Two takes place in the same universe as Murder She Wrote? Yeah. Well the
0: way what's the reference? It's like it's talking about how cyberdyne systems is going to like fix the future. So it's showing like a butterfly that's cybernetic flying around in, like uh sunflowers and it can also scan like areas. But then it's showing like how a doctor can cure somebody from miles away by just using like robotic arms and then it should like somebody can watch like they have like a huge screen and show like an old grandma and she was watching like all these screens. and They're all showing different TV shows. It was like and you can pick from thousands of different shows. And if you don't know what you want to watch, they'll pick it for you. And it picks a murder. She wrote and the old lady is like smiling and stuff. Oh. I'm yeah. like, okay,
2: really? <laughs> and you watch murder. She wrote for 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Then you have to watch
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> an episode of murder. She
1: wrote <laughs> and
2: from, then you get to write the right from the perspective of the old woman. Right. Yeah. And you have to you write it down. You Who do you think the murderer is? This is right? a motion simulator, right? <laughs> yeah. I would, I'd write that. Yeah, I love that James Cameron was so timeless to choose Murder, She Wrote, something that everyone remembers <laughs> yeah. really well. It'll live on forever. Yeah. I completely forgot about that show. I remember like my mom used to watch it on fucking Lifetime when I was like four yeah. or some shit. And then I forgot about it for years. And then Family Guy made that reference where it's like, Oh, yeah, this is worse than that episode of Murder, or Murder, She Wrote, and Angela Lansbury's like, that's all right, you can say it, the abortion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, from there on, I have not watched or, like, gone out of my way to watch an episode of Murder, She Wrote again. Still really curious about the abortion. Did she have one? Is that, like, a big part of this show? Does anyone I
0: think it was a certain know? episode. I never, surprisingly, I Wait. never really
2: watched Murder, She Wrote. Really? Yeah.
0: Robert, yeah. not... A cornerstone <laughs> of our generation.
3: You're saying Angela Lansbury's character
0: had an abortion. I think either she had an abortion or it was like one of the murder things. It turned out to be an abortion or something. It had
3: to like be. That. It had to be the latter. Because how old is she in the show? Yeah, like, she was old, like seventy something. I don't know. Here's my thing with like She's old still
0: shows. Alive. Right? Well, Let's see. Yeah, she might so. be. Like uh, Craig Craig Ferguson used to pull up a picture of her and say Paul McCartney. Or no, he would pull up a picture of Paul McCartney. And show
2: like Angela Lansbury. yeah, <laughs> yeah he would I, come come to striking resemblance yeah yes yeah.
3: yeah. i can I can imagine motion similar to ride with the uh, for the abortion episode,,
0: Oh. Yeah, you in stirrups and like
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. you're a
2: gynecologist. R. Kelly is illiterate, but somehow he made a reference to murder. she wrote in right. uh. In his classic song, um yeah, which yeah. I can't remember the fucking name of. Not
1: oh, Fucking No, uh Trapped the, the remix to Ignition. The, the Ignition really? remix, yeah. yeah. It was like Murder, She Wrote.
2: It's like Murder, She Wrote. Oh, like, yeah. throughout yeah. clothes. Privacy is on the go.
1: But here I can still or still more, I can hear him screaming more. Girl, yeah. I'm feeling what you're feeling. No more hoping and wishing.
2: I'm about to take my key and, and put stick it in, in your, your ignition.
1: ignition. So give me that. Doo-doo. Let me get that. Beep, beep. Party my hands to my fro, now saying <dalej ważen> I'm 24s is this, is this is a remix to a English <laughs> fresh out the kitchen mama that body, got every man in here wishing. sipping on coke rum I'm like so what I'm drunk it's the freaking weekend baby I'm about to have me some fun bounce bounce bounce
2: bounce, <laughs> bounce bounce
1: bounce 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 bounce
2: bounce bounce Okay, okay, I'm sorry. That uh-huh. was the second verse. <laughs> oh, that was the second
1: verse. Fuck, you're right. What was the third verse?
0: Um uh is it was, is it was something like um
2: after the party it was the hotel lobby. Oh uh, yeah. After yeah. the lobby. We're not doing this no. right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say though is like for for like okay, I'll watch like a lot of old shows like Wings and Cheers and even go back to like the Honeymooners and stuff like that. But it's so hard for me to watch like old just dramas like murder she wrote or even like going back and watching like something like Bananas because they're so
3: dry. I can't
0: watch that shit. Yeah. It's just so hard. I can watch an old sitcom though. Like I can watch Abbott and Costello live, but I can't watch I don't know, any kind of seventies straight drama. It's just like way too hard.
2: I, I feel you man. Like I and that's probably why like not a lot of people talk about them anymore. Why like, we were forgetting about like murder? Shooting. <laughs> yeah, um, I think and can... all the ones that we do talk about are really cheesy too. Yeah, you know, so like, I don't what, know, you... which
1: ones do we talk about? Jeffersons, but that's even a sitcom.
2: Taxi? All in the
0: family. Yeah. So that's a sitcom. Dallas. All in the family. Dallas is an old one. Dallas. Like yeah. I, I don't think I could sit down and watch Dallas. Christian shot Jr.
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, come on! I just wanted to ruin it for everybody. It was all Patrick Duffy's dream, and was that was that Dallas? Yeah, it was all Patrick Duffy's dream. Dream. The I think
0: we've talked about this too, like where wasn't it that Dallas where he, the one whole season was all just a dream yep yep it was like season ten or eleven <sighs>
2: wait are you, are you sure I haven't watched Dallas at all but there was <laughs> yeah. Newhart the where the whole entire series that was, was awesome. the whole was thing the yeah dream. yeah that, that no, was good.
1: okay because he had two different shows, the Bob Newhart show and the Newhart. Newhart, you're right. And I
2: don't, know, one which, of I don't them, know what came
1: first, but like one of
0: them, he's a the
2: Newhart show came first. Bob Newhart right. show came first, and, and then Newhart was a totally different show after that. But it was
0: a dream of him from the, the Bob Newhart, Newhart yeah, show. Exactly. What? what was
1: what was the Bob Newhart
0: Mind show? Mind
2: bending. It was like a sitcom. It was like the Dick Van Dyke yeah. show. He was like
1: in New York, and he was like some kind of a businessman in New York, wasn't it? I, I mean, then, he did sure.
2: something where he wore a suit. And yeah. He had a wife <laughs> like Dick Van Dyke, and I, I think yeah. there was a kid. He and might have tripped over his footstool.
1: <laughs>
0: I feel and like all those are like so similar, like the Mary Tyler Moore Show, or like Dick Van Dyke, or Rhoda. Or Rhoda '80s. I don't know.
2: I feel like if you take most sitcoms and just like line them up against each other, you'll see like a lot of similarities, though. Oh yeah, yeah, just a ton. I mean, even down to like so, some of them. Like you guys see Mulaney when it came out. Yeah. No. Uh, no. John Mulaney had his own sitcom about a year ago now, and it was called Mulaney and like i don't know there's something about it that made me wish that it worked i think it's right. like i like sitcoms in the sense like you begin every episode the same it's going to end the same you can fall asleep halfway through the episode know everything's going to be okay That's um true. but this like suffered from all the bad flaws and cliche flaws that like just you know point out that something is a sitcom they had like the one female character on the show the black roommate, you mm-hmm. know, and he was super jivey, too. You know what I mean? Like, he really, like, the, the, I'm surprised no one said anything about it. Because, like, <laughs> it seemed like it could have been a little racist. Uh, then you had Elliot Gold, who was the best part of that show, who played the um gay the gay neighbor. Mm-hmm. and But he was super over the top, too. It was almost like, oh, that could be offensive. That could be read as offensive, too. But it just, like, really just tried to fit in the pieces of, like, a sitcom. And, like, to the point where, you know, like, every episode just felt like something I had seen before. I mean, like, let's not even mention the parallels between that and Seinfeld. The whole thing starts off with, like, yeah. a stand-up thing, just like Seinfeld. Yeah.
0: I feel like a lot of, like, especially, like, the older sitcoms, they all had, like, and you can even liken it to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or Full House or anything. They all have, like, that one, sh- like, they all have, like, the same type of episodes. Like, I oh, yeah. feel like you go yeah. in there and they just, each, like, you'll watch an episode, you're like, this is, like, the episode of Full House where this happened, or this is, like, the episode of Saved by the Bell where this happened, like... Uh, like, there's always, like, an episode where they, like, find money or something like that, and then they right. have to, like, figure out what they want to do with the money, or and then they find out, like, they want to do the right thing, and then they do the right thing with the money or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, like, there's always, like, episodes that I'm, like, I've seen this in Friends. Well, I've if you think
3: about it, like, uh creatively speaking, they didn't really have too much freedom because these were no. network TV shows. Right. So they had a kind of a leash on, like, what they could write. Yeah. So – yeah,
0: I mean, I, I think it was later when, it, like, probably even maybe, what late eighties, early nineties, when they can st- they started being able to kind of branch out a little bit more. I know Seinfeld didn't follow like that that strict kind of those tropes. Yeah, like it didn't follow that, and even Friends, I don't think it established
3: yeah. new tropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Cheers yeah. didn't either. I don't think. I mean, Cheers still had like some episodes where they. They were similar to other ones, but they also kind of branched out and did their own thing, too.
2: I think they dealt with other issues, too. I mean, even thinking of, like, Frasier, the offshoot of Cheers, you know, like, there weren't... I mean, like, I can't think of too many episodes of Frasier that tried to follow, like, the regiments of other sitcoms. Right. But you can notice that about a lot of, like... You brought that up, and the first thing that came to mind is how you can look at any of our, like, childhood shows from Nickelodeon or Disney, and it almost feels like they had a library on the wall. It's like, okay, so episode two... We could just make that episode sixteen, yeah, and that's uh, the same else. episode as the episode of Doug from yeah. two weeks ago, you know. Yeah. And they were just like interchanging the storylines with whatever needs to be fit. Yeah, um, there is like that weird universality that came from all of these different shows at the same time having similar messages. I think it's just like inevitable when you have a show that runs like four to For t- four more seasons. Oh uh, right? yeah. But then you get to, like, these adult shows. I mean, like, Modern Family is really interesting. Do you guys watch I like Modern Family.
1: I've, I've heard I should watch it, but... I've yeah, never heard I've much. watched the first, like, four seasons.
2: Same same writers as, um, as Frasier. Oh, really? And yeah. Cheers. And, I don't know, just, like, the things they're exploring, they've always been topical. They've always, like, kind of hit with something that needs to be said. And I think yeah. that's what really keeps the shows interesting. Instead of, like, going through the same Leave it to Beaver, like, morals that have, have right. been learned you know, over and over again, you know? Oh, yeah. Um but like also like the the shows are mentioning that like are highly respected have a lot of like good wit about them. They, oh, the yeah. writers know their way around the show. Um no,
0: I, yeah, I like Modern Family a lot. I think it's like one of the better sitcoms out right now. Um I even like like Parks and Rec a lot. Parks and Rec started off kind of slow, but
2: it
1: definitely got better. Um I mean, yeah, I there, was well, a big fan initially of Parks and Rec but then okay. I keep hearing I should watch it so
2: uh, so I was going to say are we allowed to talk about the last episode of Parks and Rec because I know you just finished it
3: right? I haven't watched it <laughs> so, <laughs> I haven't finished it so, yeah, yeah, yet yeah. <laughs> yeah did I, it just
0: end it ended no nah, a little while ago end but now. I just finished watching I'm,
2: This is not a knock, but I feel like everyone's getting lazy about television these days because of fucking Netflix and Hulu. So it's like, you know, like five years ago, I'd have been like, did you guys see the last episode of The Office ended after this? But like The the Office, y'all would have been like, yeah, yeah, I saw it just the other day. It was great. It was like this huge cultural event. Everyone sat in front of their TV at eight o'clock at night and watched it. And now it's like, hey, did you guys see the last episode of Parks and Rec? Oh, yeah, it's sitting in my Netflix queue. I'll get to it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what? Yes. Yeah, the same we with. Talk uh... about
1: it. You walk around. <laughs> Robert, just... Robert, and I, and like a, a bunch of our other friends, we'd get together Thursday night. and, uh, and It was a Office. big thing. Watch The Office. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen anymore. I know. No, Fucking just... stream that shit. Yeah. <laughs> we got time. I I just
0: think it's funny because like you say that, and I I remember like you know they always talk about MASH being one of the most view like the finale to MASH getting like the most viewers other than like you know s- some football games and like some other kind of shows. <laughs> but it's like the highest watched or highest viewed um, finale of anything at one time. Everybody just sat down. It was a huge thing. I don't no think
3: you'll ever, get that, yeah. no ever that y- yeah, you're get that again. No sitcom is ever going to match that Yeah,
0: you're not going to get that I mean, Seinfeld came close. Simpsons, maybe. Uh, Simpsons? Cheers. Maybe Simpsons. I, st- I still don't think. I think that people, a lot of people, are just gonna be but like, Netflix. "I'll watch yeah, it later." Yeah, watch yeah. It on Hulu. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to go home really fast and quit doing what I'm doing. I'll just watch it tomorrow
1: on computer. It'll be a thing where it's like, "Oh, it had the most streams within
3: this do time do that, frame, yeah. something like that." I just I remember the collective disappointment <coughs> of the last episode of Seinfeld. Oh yeah, when people <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was just like. Like I get what they were trying to do, but it was just it didn't really hit home. Yeah. I still
2: thought it was great, though. I like, yeah. and Maybe I was I was really young and hadn't watched every episode of Seinfeld and didn't have the
3: yeah. the capacity
2: um, that I do now to understand everything. But I still really enjoyed it, and I was watching. I mean, I was watching it fairly regularly back then. But like, I never
3: understood. Oh yeah, they they wanted to establish that like the entire time, like the entire cast, like these characters, they were just terrible people. <laughs> like, it was just all coming back.
0: Honestly, to, I think like, a better a, a better ending for it would have been just another episode, though. Yeah. I yeah. think just another regular episode would have probably been, like, almost, like, the perfect ending to it. Because, like, I get what they were trying to do. And I, I didn't hate it as much as other people did. Like, I still thought it was, like, a decent ending. And it was more of, like, a, another kind of clip show to show kind of, like, you know, what they've done to people over the years. And that was kind of cool to bring back some other characters. But I just think, like, doing another regular episode, just having that, like, an extended one, I think that would have been a cool finale, too.
2: When you bring that up, that's really interesting. I mean, like, I think we—I think American culture has a problem with not having closure. Yeah. So I feel like any ending you're going to have for nearly anything that's, like, watched, like, I don't know, Seinfeld, Breaking Bad, any of these large shows, X-Files, I mean, like, it's polarizing completely. I mean, you have, like— you know, we can sit here and say we like the ending to Breaking Bad, but I know plenty of people who hated the ending to Breaking Bad, uh, yeah. and hated the ending to Seinfeld, and vice versa, and X Files, and any of these shows. Friends, I remember there was a lot of contention. Oh that yeah, came a lot out of people that time. It's like oh, it was so fucking stupid. It's like, well, you know, how would you want it to end? You didn't want it to end. You get comfortable with these characters for how many seasons they're on. You yeah. really don't want it to end. You're just pissed that the fucking show ended. is ending. Yeah. So if you would have done this, like, I think that's a great idea. Just another episode of Seinfeld. Show you the yeah. mundanity of it. Yeah. And if they were to do that, people have been like, well. That was stupid. They didn't like close. Oh yeah, up. I know some people
0: yeah. would still hate it and, and stuff.
2: And vice versa, you know, it's like it, it adds closure to, closure to a show that didn't necessarily need closure. And like everyone wants these nice little neat, neatly wrapped boxes, and that's not life. And that's that's always bothered me. You know, it's like yeah, I mean, it's it's bothered me. But then again, I watch sitcoms out the yin yang any chance I get. So it's like you mm-hmm. know, as much as I as much as I like the idea of not having closure, every episode closes just the same as it began. So. Yeah. But I
0: I feel like sometimes you get to the fact where, like, you just have, like... Like, like, I won't spoil anything for Parks and Rec. Spoil it. Fuck it. it. No, but it became, like, a thing where they were, like... I felt like the last season was almost like, all right, let's hurry up and wrap this up. And they were trying to give closure to everything. And it wasn't as funny to me as, like, the earlier seasons because it was more story-driven because they were trying to get to that ending. Like, they were trying to wrap it up. And, like... I, I mean, I get what they're trying to do because of the closure and stuff, but I, I, I mean, I, I think that
2: also takes away from it. I mean, I, in essence, no, in, I at, agree at with parts. you. I, I kind of like, I won't have any spoilers, but I, it didn't sit well with me the last season of Parks and Rec. I, at first, I was like, ah, uh, okay, like this is really going really fast. Everything is going super well for everyone there's yeah. little to no conflict involved in this last season yeah and it, it, it did seem like they were wrapping everything up but then i think back and i'm like well what what did i like about this show and, and the office too at that it was mm. kind of showcasing for as ridiculous as the characters are it showcases like the you know modern Community. average man and yeah. woman you know yeah. like people who are working these jobs and doing things that we often don't give credence to you know yeah. the people who run our parks you know that we take our kids and dogs to and let them shit all over the ground and tear things up and smoke right. cigarettes under the slides like there are people who have to deal with this. Who smokes cigarettes under slides other than homeless people? Yeah. they're not paying taxes anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> fuck out of here. But like you know, it, you just described my Sunday. <laughs> <it. laughs> I take my dog to the park. He shits everywhere, and I smoke under the slide. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're not, not going to clean it up. What else the fuck are you supposed to do? That's true. But um, you know, it's it was an interesting ending because everything was going really well for everything. Yeah, you know, and I almost felt like this is what they deserve. You know, it's almost yeah. it, it kind of spoke to me contextually more than anything. Where it's like. Uh, we've watched these people work tirelessly and put like all their commitment into the good of society, and here's here's like a fair payoff. Not, no one's dead. Hmm. No one, you know. Sorry, guys. I hope that doesn't ruin anything. No <laughs> oh, one dies. Spoiler. Leslie's still alive. Yeah, oh, Le- Leslie's still alive. You know, nothing awful happens. It was kind of nice because I have a big yeah. problem with like a lot of TV now. Like I. Oh, my God. I'm Game about to Thrones. say it. I, I hate Game of Thrones. <laughs> Dude. I oh, also, wow. I, Yeah. I also, like, I don't hate it, but I didn't like Breaking Bad. I was not one of these, like, fans of it who would watch it every week. The only reason I would watch it every week was because my other friends did. Mm. And, I, you know, not that I'm, like, a follower, but, like, what else Join like, the am I supposed to do? You know? yeah. yeah, exactly. Join in on it. It's this big cultural thing. But, like, I don't know, what bothers me about a lot of modern shows is just, like, the gruesomeness we kind of fall into, the horror of things, the darkness. And, like, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not naive. I explore these things on the daily. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, at the same time, is this all there is from life is, like, uh, drug overdoses and murder and things like this? Even, even, like, down to, you know, a lot of, like, comedy shows these days, we take darker turns and everything. And I kind of miss the days where things went well for people sometimes, you know? That's yeah. just, Dude, like, sometimes everything... Didn't have to go poorly. Every episode, I never thought of this. That's definitely
0: well. I remember, like after Breaking Bad ended, I I I think I sent like I put something on Facebook saying like Why is everything got to be like so dark? Like everything Batman, Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight, that whole Batman trilogy had to be dark. Dark Skyfall, Casino Royale, darker tone to to James Bond, which you come from the Roger Moore days of fucking goofiness and gadgets, and then now you're like this dark, dark. Even Pierce Brosnan was more actiony now it's all dark and gritty and then you know breaking bad is dark and gritty and and like just i don't know i feel like in and, and batman versus superman it's not like superman who's this christopher reeve's character saving people all over the place it's like superman's an alien and batman's here to stop him he has, it's well, dark been, and gritty yeah, yeah. everything's got to yeah. be dark now and like that's kind of why I like marvel in an essence is like the marvel movies are a little bit more fun yeah, It's true. um and then I will agree with like I liked Breaking Bad, but there were a couple parts to Breaking Bad that like I was just like I felt like it was almost they did it for shock value, and like that's the main reason why I I hate I hate The Walking Dead because The Walking (laughs) Dead is like introduce a character, have them on for a season, and then kill them off, like give them a lot of lines, and then kill them off just for shock value. And Game of Thrones does that too. And I read the books to Game of Thrones, and I like them. I like how they're written and stuff, but. I mean, I do hate that, like, so many of these characters are dying, and then they introduce new characters when, like – that's just – I know that's not the traditional way, and it's, like, a new way of him expressing, like, just this world, and, like, that's cool because he's saying, like, no one's safe. Like, everybody can die. That's cool that everybody can die. Show that once or twice. Then we realize that, and then the next time you do it, do it a little bit further away where it becomes a shock when you're doing it two or three times a season – you, you kind of become numb to it and it's now a running joke where you're just like every one of my favorite characters is dying in game of thrones and that's that's how it is it's and our, i don't know
2: it's feeding our mentality as americans and like media consumers and vice versa oh man i'm getting super like
1: no, you're right Though I was I was thinking the same yeah. thing. It's like the the violence culture. You see it all over the news. It's it's happening in uh like the the, the shootings that that go on, the police and times violence aren't that bad and like times the, are no, not, not that bad. Which yeah. pisses me off when people are like I can't believe the society we
0: live in. Really is it much worse than fucking gladiators? Like people sending They used to send people into gladiator cages and fight animals to the death. And like, if they they killed the animal, they would just send more people in there to kill them because they just wanted to see prisoners die or just other like homeless people die in these. Be fair, that does
3: sound like a fun time.
2: (laughs) That's how about fifty or sixty years ago when you know. Uh, black people and white people still went to different bathrooms right. and fountains like th- we definitely live in a better time we
0: just got gay rights we just got gay rights and mm-hmm. people are, and, we just and, got em. and people just got them <laughs> literally literally we we on guys
1: got yeah. them on prime it was on we Prime. Got yeah <laughs> you shipped them on in free gay marriage forever
3: yeah <laughs> just for prime members. yeah 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 <laughs> sorry no yeah. i just right. i just think like
0: it's funny that like we get gay rights and then there's still people like out there that are like upset about it Upset about the gay rights saying that America's getting destroyed because of these gay rights and now our world's crumbling and stuff like that and all I can think is like because people have rights just like you do like how does that It's it, that's a good thing compared to like all the shit that I mean, times are just I think are getting better to me I see times as getting better not everything is fixed obviously there's still racism and when people say there isn't racism they're dumb there, there's still racism oh, yeah. out there it's just but it's definitely not how it was back in the day, which is a, an improvement. You know what? Does so it not honor that? I don't. I don't know.
1: After the whole, not, like, I, we're, we're we're jumping everywhere. But like after <laughs> yeah. the whole, like after gay marriage was legalized, uh, or the the decision came down from the Supreme Court. And, like, the the reaction from both sides happened. I finally understood what, like, what people meant when they were like, well, Obama's ruining America. They're ruined." like, yeah, he's ruining, like, your fucked up crazy, like, conservative version of America. Yeah, Yeah. I guess he is. Yeah, in a Uh, way. But
0: their conservative America – America has only been a thing for – since 1776 or whatever, like, since the, like, Constitution. And, like, I've even heard that, like – it, times change like it's 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 impossible to nah, think that like bro. like you're gonna <laughs> stick for three four We're five six hundred years you're gonna be like oh like it's just gonna be the same obviously technology is different so you're gonna be okay with an iPhone what if you're really gonna still believe like gay people shouldn't be married and that rate like um you, you or I don't know if I want to say that but like I don't it, know, if you still have it. like certain no if you still <laughs> have certain conservative views it's 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 like then use an old rotary phone. Use your fireplace for heat. Like times change. Right. It's okay to me, kind of go with it. I
2: feel like th- let me state this first. I'm not. I'm not defending or supporting the community of bigotry. out right. there. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess I I constantly go back in my own head to the Chick Fil A disaster of 2012. If you all remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah where Chick Fil A decided to, uh, you know, make a political move that you know made a clear statement on where they where they were on the whole gay marriage issue. And uh, you know, I saw I saw their quote unquote attack on the gay community, and then I saw the gay community's attack back. And what I saw were a lot of like viral videos with you know violent things said or expressed, and anger and everything. And you know, I was almost upset at uh, you know the gay community for doing that. It's like you know that you're just kind of like spitting back the same retorts. Here's the thing, though. Like you know, this thing we keep talking about America and everything has been it's been a thing since 1776. Was that right? So, uh, yeah. yeah. About, so, I think that's, so, it's I think, it's, right. Thank God, because I don't remember my history well, but, yeah. you know, or numbers for that matter, but, um, you know America is an idea so it's like you all of our idea of America involves you know oh, yeah. gay marriage and happiness amongst everyone and rights for everyone mm. and then you know the Mormons out west you know their idea d- of America does not it's involve that it's completely different so like you know the cool question of like what's right and what's wrong is really you know like I know what's right they know what's right by them you know but what is the the universal yeah, right. right yeah um, so like it's always been tough for me to attack either crowd I know what I believe in you know what I mean I hate to take the neutral standard standpoint where it's like, well, I'm just not going to say anything, but I kind of feel like, you know, things are just going to pave themselves over. Things are going to be dealt with how it will be but based on votes, hopefully, and not, you know, any anything else, but, um, or anything crooked, but, um... Uh, you know, it's it's hard to say, you know, like, are are these people so wrong for thinking the way they are, even if they do use like an iPhone or something, you know, oh, yeah, like, yeah. do they need to resort to other ways or can they just not feel like wrong by something? You know, I mean, like, well, I'm kind of yeah, like it's I, when they take action and go to the extremes is when, you know, I, it's and like
0: I'll agree with that in the sense that like Bill Burr has like this stand up where he says, you know, it like for me, like, I think you have the right to be racist. If you want to be racist, you can hate. Any kind of person you want. That's fine. As long as you don't act upon it. As long as you're not trying to stop them from getting the same kind of rights you are. Like, whatever it is. If you hate white people, if you hate black people, if you hate anybody. doesn't matter. I I think you have that right because, you know, America is the whole thing. Freedom. Freedom of speech. Freedom of, like, thought. Freedom of religion. All that kind of stuff. Which is fine. Like, you have that right. It's like the Chick-fil-A thing. The guy said that he didn't agree with gay marriage. And I'm kind of like... I totally support gay marriage, but I'm still going to eat your Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yeah. Right, it's I still delicious. like your Chick-fil-A yeah. sandwich. It is. And like to think that he wasn't going to think that he's against... Like, I don't know how like people didn't expect him to be against gay marriage since he's a super religious guy. The fucking places are closed on Sundays. They're closed on Sundays. <laughs> it's like one of those things. It's like Bill Burr said, Like, how do you not... Like, you got to know that they're going to think that. He's like – it's like with the Duck Dynasty guy. Oh, he's against gay marriage? That's shocking. Like, obviously, <laughs> he's – he's not to say, like, everybody who's, like, the Duck Dynasty guy is going to be um, against gay marriage, but it's not shocking that he is. And just because baby. he says he is doesn't mean he has to get fired from his show. And, like, I'm kind of in agreement with that. Like, let him speak his mind. If he doesn't agree, that's fine. Like, where. I just have the problem is when they do stuff to try to stop people from having the same rights that other people have.
2: The biggest problem I had with what he said was the fact that I even heard about it. Like, why yeah. did he give any kind of, like, respect to this, like, Duck Dynasty? He is, <laughs> yeah, a, he yeah. is a duck call maker. Yeah. Like, you know, like, he's not he's not fucking Henry Ford here. Okay, guys? Like, he's not, like, pushing boundaries or anything. He has made millions of... Off of like hunting ducks and making calls to get them closer to you.
0: That's that reality TV.
2: I ha- I haven't even e- eaten duck since the last time I was at a Chinese restaurant. Oh, yeah, Where do yeah. you even eat duck elsewhere? Yeah. Like what? I, was I think it's more just a, a sport thing. Uh, it's, just he's loves just not just that shooting. important. Why was he high on high. the front of people? Is my main point. Here. <laughs> it's,
0: and it's just because of that comment. It's because of that comment and it sparked controversy, and then the media runs with it. And it's kind of like, it, it, like if you don't believe, like don't be shocked by that. Who cares? And like Bill Burr, his. My favorite thing that he said was the whole what was the guy's name uh the basketball coach who said the um oh donald Donald sterling Sterling, the owner yeah he um when he said that thing he said bill burr has the joke where he says uh like the guy's an old guy he's like it obviously he's gonna have racist thoughts because that's the kind of world he got brought up in he's like Honestly, what he said wasn't even that bad. He said he didn't even care that she was hanging out with black guys. He didn't care that she would go to the movies with black guys. So, anywhere, he's like, the only problem he had was her posting that shit on Instagram. He's like, just stay away from Instagram. He's like, he didn't care if she posted it on Facebook. He didn't care if she posted it on Twitter. Just stay away from Instagram. Like, that was his only problem. He's like, that's not even that bad of a racism. <laughs> like And I kind of, like, yeah. it kind of just makes sense, like... Older people not every older person's gonna be racist, but a lot of them are gonna have their racist thoughts just because that's the world they were brought up into. As
1: soon as you just declare guilty in the court of public opinion though, it's over for you, son. And that's the thing, it's like I don't it's game over. That's also kind of
0: like I think our PC nature of just being yeah. like, Oh, you said something that's not like, you know, that, I, that we just gotta punish you for saying your your opinion, and everybody's entitled to their opinion.
2: But it causes and it causes people to like be afraid to even speak anymore. A lot yeah. of the time you Dude, have to like it, walk around every fucking thing. Yeah, and it's like you, what you can't we can't have like a civilized and intellectual conversation about abortion without you hitting a hot button for someone. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I have to I have to talk to a lot of people, a lot of older people, all the time. You know, and yeah. inevitably every now and then some hot button issue gets brought up, and because I grew up in a very conservative environment. They all think that I have a very conservative mindset right. towards theirs, a.k.a. usually bigoted, which is not the case. And so, like, I have to kind of get stuck in these conversations back and forth where, you know, I'm not going to change their mind or anything.
0: And if you're a celebrity and you speak your mind, like, that could spell life or death for your <laughs> freaking, like, career because yeah. you can get, like, kicked off a of TV or kicked off of, like, if you say something on NBC and then the NBC doesn't like that and they're like, we don't want any part of this. And, like, you can't blame NBC because the media spins it, so then NBC is kind of worried about like, okay, well, shit, they said this, and gotta we fire them. we'll just, uh, all right, we just we won't be partners with you anymore. Yeah, like yeah. that's, and it's kind of sucks. Like that's just because you speak your mind when everybody, everybody has an opinion. Yeah, it's
1: like when uh, when Caitlyn Jenner came out. It's if someone makes a t- like an off color remark or some some kind of off color comment or take on it, just just speaking from the mind. It's like it's they get attacked and it's like, oh fuck, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know why, like. And, and like, I don't
0: know where you guys stand on the whole, like, Caitlyn Jenner thing. But it's, it's kind of like, the other
1: side of the coin of what he was talking about in the sense that, it's, like, it's uh, – you have you have heard She she kind of – fucking and I lost my train of thought now. Go well, on. I was going to say she, like, they I gave fail. her that Courage Award.
3: Yeah, the Arthur Ashe Award for Courage like, is the
1: Yeah, and
0: they're, like – a lot of people are pissed off about it. And they're, like, uh, how is this courageous and not soldiers and stuff like that? Yeah, and you no see,
3: like, people post on Facebook pictures of, like – You know, maimed uh you know veterans. Yeah, veterans and stuff. And it's like, well, how's these people like not deserving of that award and not Caitlyn Jenner? I'm just like, It's different. Just because, you know, they didn't give them an this specific award doesn't mean they're not brave. Yeah. It's just it's a different type of care like somebody posted a meme of like a doctor
0: going to a kid and like pricking him with a needle, like giving him a shot and then giving them like putting a Band-Aid on and going like oh you're so brave and then like the door kicks in and they're like but not as brave as these soldiers and like that's not <laughs> that's the thing it's like it's a different kind of brave like they're just saying she was courageous for coming out yeah. as a trans. It's it's a different type. Obviously you know soldiers are brave it, and and, and, and courageous and and we we should we should actually probably honor them more in in the media more than we do because we're always like showing the bad side of stuff but But like the fact that like to say that she's—it's just in that specific context, though. It's different,
3: yeah. Because like Caitlyn Jenner before was Bruce Jenner, like a what? What? Yeah, he's like he was like a—you blew my mind. Yeah, he was a gold medal Olympian. So he already won enough awards. (laughs) That's what you're saying. Yeah,
2: but I mean, the the, I think the problem is like uh, I don't know, I don't know, I haven't watched the ESPYS. I don't know too much about sports. Yeah. Did they have this award last year? Did they give it to Michael Sam or any of the I think other? That,
1: I think they did actually give it to Michael Sam last think, year. Did yeah. they really? Yeah, okay. yeah, I think so. So
2: I guess like my, you know, oh, that sucks. My argument's down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> my, you know, my only problem with it came from like I guess like it's kind of multifold. Number one, it's like the topical nature of it. The fact that she's right. already in the news. It's like yeah. obviously it's like a media, you know, scheme. So mm. that was like the number one problem. Also like. You know, is like I don't want to like equate and qualify bravery or anything, but yeah. honestly, is this like the bravest someone has been? So, like, let's get something straight here: a white male with a lot of money did whatever he wanted and didn't care right. to, to like what anyone thought. That's no. bravery. If that's bravery, let's give Donald Sterling the award. Like, right. let's give, you know, I mean, like, that that sounds really shitty, but at the same time, like, how brave is that compared to, like, I don't know, like, the soldier who, like, quit his professional football career and got, like, bl- his legs blown off in mm. fucking Iraq, you know? Yeah. I don't know. that le- I don't know. That's the difference for me is that it's, it's so topical. It's a, definitely a media move. And at the end of the day, like, really, is it brave? Mm. He, I mean, like, it was brave when he came out and said that he wanted to do it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, like...
0: There's just different types of brave. I think I think, think the
2: problem is also like winning in a war is it, it's like it's a competition yeah. at that point for bravery and that's like not something yeah. that's supposed to be You're not supposed for. to do that. Yeah. yeah. Everyone should just be brave and it, just do it. It's like this yeah. like
1: it's brave like okay why is this why is the the soldier who his his legs got blown off, and now he competes and pick up basketball games, or you mm. know, or plays thrash ball. Why is that brave? Well, because it inspires other people who are in the, that same right. condition to to keep maybe going. keep going and strive for that, and inspires other people. Same with same with Caitlyn Jenner, people that are afraid to come out of the closet or that are otherwise or ridiculed for yeah. being um, tra- for transgender oh, yeah. or transsexual. Uh, it kind of empowers them and inspires them. But yeah, at the same time. It's, it's Are we making it a competition or what? like I also I, this is an interesting little factoid. I, I heard a, a, a bit of a conspiracy theory that uh, Bruce Jenner, when he was, when she was still Bruce Jenner, yeah uh, granted the exclusive interview the first- time interview to ABC's Diane Sawyer. ABC uh, is a subsidiary of the of
3: Disney, which is Disney. also a
1: subsidiary of uh, ESPN. ESPN.
3: So you think there's, like, some type of deal?
1: So by like, by way of granting exclusive rights to the interview, he gets the – she gets the the award after the well, transition. you might not be too far off because mm-hmm. stuff like that does happen. I mean, uh, obviously. But I just think, like, if you're going to
0: – it's hard to just define what bravery is and – it's yeah. kind of like exactly. it's. It
3: gets tricky when you give out awards for bravery. Bravery, it's yeah. like waking up every day and leaving
2: your house. Uh, in my eyes, because mm-hmm. that's the hardest fucking thing to do. Uh, yeah, just doing
0: work, or even if you're just like taking care of kids, or you're just trying to like live your life. Yeah. And like, that, how
1: do you? How the fuck do you quantify it? Should, it should be the Arthur Ashe Inspiration Award of like, be inspiring X Y and Z, or even, not even award, but like this person was inspirational. Give me an award for bravery
2: because I didn't uh. kill myself this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I I mean, unless you're going to go
0: like the Grammy route and have like several like hundreds of different awards that you give out for br- just bravery, yeah, like bravery during this time period, bravery for coming out, bravery for fighting in a war.
1: Then the SBS is like, what, what is this the SBS anymore? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what, the fuck, what are we doing right <laughs> it's now? Grammys too. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I've, I to to bring it back to to I guess what kind of originally started this like it's. Sort of the, the the culture that we live in with with the internet and I guess the 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 way that we take in information is why maybe we're darker as a society because we see I can go on Reddit and find an entire subreddit of people dying or and yeah. you know, I can watch someone's face flattened by a yeah. and and I, it used to be back in the day like in in the two thousand when the main internet was still young. I would see that and it'd be like it's shocking. It's like no, no, and it ruined my day. And now I see, it, I'm like, oh fuck, that was fucked up. And then I yeah. forget about it like a few seconds later. And it's kind of like we've, we're all, we're kind of jaded to that. So it's like TV. What are, what are they, they going to do to shock you? How are they going to you know it, how are they gonna, how are we going to wow you, son? Huh? Yeah,
2: I think that is it. It is a lot about shock, and I think like you know the internet really opened the doors. You bring up like shock videos. You know, I remember, like, the most gruesome thing that I saw when I was young was the Nick Berg video. Nick Berg video. When he got his head cut off with a fucking steak knife. I still watch that. It's brutal as shit. It was shocking. And then, you know, all of a sudden, like, what starts creeping into my life more and more is, like, these morbid curiosities that pop up on the internet. It's like, really the closest you can get to like a lot of these deathly situations without being in them and i think like that's kind of what spawned it and then the rawness we see of like surveillance seeing real situations play out has definitely played into things like you know paranormal activity yeah you know down to something like that or you know just like you know breaking bad even you know what's really happening in this world right now you know when i i'll go out to new mexico sometimes i'll see some friends out there and Right when Breaking Bad was picking up, I was talking to them. I'm like, so does this really happen out here? I know. It's like, I mean, first of all, I was driving around, and they literally have signs that say, like, this is a no-meth area. And so that kind of spawned my question. But then they were like, yeah, you have people who drive tractor trailers out behind a big mountain that no one ever checks. They cook up some meth. When they're done, they burn it down. No one questions the big black smoke because forest fires happen all the time. And then they get the fuck out, and they have a bunch of meth, and they start dealing it. You know And I mean? Like... You know, we're getting more we're in into more gritty and real things now because we're so obsessed with that. I think that's what interests me about like the obsession with Game of Thrones right now. Yeah. Like the pure drama and gruesome things that happen on the show. Like it's a talk about an incredibly dark show. Or true detective for that matter, you know? Yeah. There's not an up note in either one of these shows. God. And We're just we're obsessed with that drama that comes from it. But ten years ago, we were happy as shit, and the most talked about thing was when Rachel and Joey got back together. I know that was never a relationship on Friends, yeah. but I didn't watch Friends, so that's all
3: I have to work with. <laughs> yeah. I, Rachel and you, Joey dated. A you little really bit. think it's just part of a cycle, though? Like it uh, is. this current grittiness, it's just like know. a backlash against. I think it the is the happiness. What has there ever been the like? Season? Are we is there is the grittiness bubble going to pop well, because soon? Because
0: grittiness, I mean, it's it's more commonplace, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not an oversaturation yet, um, in the sense that you do have things like Marvel. You do Guardians of the
3: Galaxy. That was a happy, fun movie. The, all the you Marvel
0: know? movies are pretty much more uppie and cartoony than, say, like the newer DC movies. Is it and one stuff. of
1: the, the biggest shows out? Fucking like The Big Bang Theory.
0: Yeah, Big Bang Theory. I mean, there's, there's still like I don't think it's an oversaturation yet, but I think it is. It's more prominent now than it has ever been. Like I watch a lot of old movies, and like there are darker old movies too, like Days of Wine and Roses, where Jack Lemon plays uh, just an alcoholic, and like his life is just spiraling out of control, or like, The Lost Weekend, uh, Billy Wilder directed Lost Weekend, which was an, about an alcoholic, and it just it doesn't get better. It just doesn't get better. So those movies have always been around, but they're just way more prominent now. And I do think that like with stuff like Game of Thrones, but my my whole issue is just like. I feel like a lot of people don't even know what's going on in Game of Thrones. They just like it because of the violence and stuff. Violence and, and titties. Yeah, and, yep. the, and the sexual content. And it's kind of like I, I like stuff for story. And, like, seeing Game of Thrones, like, I mean, I still read the books. Um, I'm still reading through the third one. And I did watch the first season. And it was, like, well-directed, the first season. Like, I liked what they did with it but then like the more i hear about second third fourth, it's like how it's going it's just like i know what characters are about to <laughs> die that i'm reading about right now i know they're dying later on and it's kind of just depressing because like i feel like it's just a shock value thing and i know the walking dead did the same thing shock value i think if it's integral to the story like put a death scene a major death scene in there but if you're just gonna kill off every main character that's why i can't watch like the saw movies and shit because they're just there's no suspense, there's no tension. It's like somebody gets trapped they're dead. they don't have a chance to escape. It's just watch them die for yeah. ten minutes. that's why I've, I torture t- porn that's yeah. almost
1: I like a why I've no never liked movie. horror movies because like I kind of I make a connection to the characters and I don't like to watch them just die after that.
0: That's why I like certain that's why i'm real i love horror, but I love specific horror like I like the thing or alien because like, yeah, those good. There's way more tension, and you actually feel for the character so when somebody does die, it's like. Shit, like they're dead. Whereas now it's just like somebody gets captured, and then, like, the guy goes to torture them for. F- you know, five hours, and then sews their face to some guy's asshole, and yeah. then like now they're a centipede. And like, I'm like that,
1: I can't get into that. The scene in Jurassic World where the, the secretary gets picked up by the the bird, and she's <laughs> like, that was upsetting. I'm like, fuck, why did th- why did this need to happen? Like I like, but, yeah, but she, well, she was a shitty asshole. secretary, but she
0: still, wasn't even she was she wasn't an asshole. Yeah, did well. she deserve that? On, on yeah. that yeah.
2: note, I heard that she actually had like a whole other. Storyline that was cut out of the movie where she doesn't actually die and like she has a storyline that continues on, but they had to cut it for time. Um, but just I think it. I think what's interesting about like the saw conversation and everything and like just the pornographic gorner- 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 nature of it. Is like we're not. We used to see characters be people and like go through their day. Like let's look at Halloween, where it's like okay, you see this like teenage girl and she like goes out with her friends and she's having fun and she lives this life and she's kind of innocent and like it's nice and they have this banter and then all the shit starts to happen. Right. And now we start in a dark room where somebody's tied up and we we hear the the villain say, "These are all the awful things you've done. You're a horrible human being." And all we have to like them by anymore is the fact that we can put ourselves in that position. We hope to never be in it, but we can put ourselves there and be like, Mm -hmm. oh, on a very human level, this person is scared shitless, and I don't want them to die, as opposed to like, oh, well, they lived like a normal life, and they're actually like a pretty decent person, aside from these specific notes that this crazy person is picking up on that happens every day with everyone, you know? So we have no moment to like connect with these characters anymore. You brought up Alien, you know, the whole movie you're with.
0: Dude, the whole movie – the Alien doesn't even appear until the first – after first 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's when the mm-hmm. alien appears. It's 50 minutes into the movie, and that's because the whole first part is, like, story and dialogue and character development, and when they sit around the scene and then the alien bursts out, like, sit around the the dining table and stuff, like, it's a dramatic entrance of this creature for the next hour. You're going to have to deal with it in this dark spacecraft, and it's, like... That that's what's a lot, that's why like I love Alfred Hitchcock is like the suspense intense nature of like Psycho and The Birds and even like his other suspenseful type movies and thrillers. Dumb, so, like, boring. <laughs> yeah, but now it's like like you said, it's got to start off right away. Someone has to die, and then you don't get any kind of character development except for a stupid, or or like you don't even care. Like the 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 people are so kind of like just. Like, sometimes you're even almost, like, rooting for the villain, not on purpose, but because the villain's, like, trying—you're following the villain, and the villain's chasing, like, the person running away, and then the person gets away, and then the villain, like, just barely misses him, and you're almost like, oh, you almost had him, but no, oh shit, no, you're the villain. <laughs> like, why am I rooting for you? And they just don't know how to, to, to make it—they don't know how to make you root for the characters anymore. They don't make
1: moves anymore. Yeah, they're yeah. stupid. They're, they're all idiots. stupid. Yeah. All right. Uh, It's—we've gone on long enough. Yeah. Thomas, where can they find everything?
2: Everything. Everything about yeah. what? About uh, everything. about your movie. About Monty Comes Back? Yeah, about Monty Comes Back. Okay, so we have a website. If you go to the URL, montycomesback.com, you will be rerouted currently to a Kickstarter page that is uh, a 404 now. So it's okay. an, it's an error. We need to fix that. Okay. Disregard the website. We, now. We, know, <laughs> okay. we know those struggles, <laughs> right. too. Uh, really, you should jump yep. on Facebook as soon as possible and look up Monty Comes Back and like that page. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram, I believe, under Monty Comes Back or Monty Comes Back Film. I think right now, most importantly, it's Facebook getting the word out there. Okay. We're in post production on it, uh, so it's going to be a couple months before we have anything. But I mean, before anyone out there can really see it, it'll be around December, January, and we'll hopefully have a release of some sort.
1: And then, how can they see it at that point?
2: Um, you know, we'll we'll see. Um, ideally, the situation will be that we find a distributor. But if we uh, if we don't if we don't find that, then we're self distributing. Okay. Um, but we'll also be like sending out to festivals and getting hopefully getting out there to media markets and whatnot. So. Um, you know, we're really not sure the exact release date that a wide audience will be able to see it, but hopefully, it will start getting out to you know festivals and that circuit around December, January. Okay. Um, but just keep up to date on Facebook. We'll we'll have a lot of announcements and updates and information. All right.
1: Facebook. <clears throat> Go to Facebook. Like Money Comes Back. While you're there, check out Shark Dropper. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you could find Money Comes Back through Shark Dropper. Yeah. And we'll post the link. Inside. Don't pretend you're not already on Facebook no, right yeah, now. Yeah. We'll post the link anyways. Actually, I will, yeah. I'll put, I will put the, I'll put the link in this episode so you can find it through this episode on either iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, or on Facebook, uh, Facebook so you can find it that way too. So there you go. Cool. Um, speaking of SharkDropper.com, go to SharkDropper.com. All of our podcasts are there. We have a lot of them. I don't have, I don't feel like explaining at all. No. Cop, we just got a lot Stoppel of Avenue.
0: A lot of fictional, non fictional, whatever suits your mood. Whatever and then also uh definitely check out Patreon though. We're we're adding more stuff to Patreon soon, some more bonus content for people who uh help donate. You can donate for as less a dollar.
1: Dollar. So just dollar a month. dollar or
0: more a month. Uh will definitely help us out. So check us out. Shark Dropper Studios on Patreon.
1: All right. Well, for Thomas Newtie, I have been Kyle. Robert Robert yeah We're doing the we're doing <laughs> thing where
3: no, We're gonna say our
2: names no, Go ahead no, yeah.
3: I'm just doing a <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> okay. Fucking A Alright John, John.
2: <laughs> Did you Did you want me to say Yeah say Thomas my, my name is Thomas Thanks, thanks for Thomas Nudie Thanks for coming <laughs> Nice to meet you You're, You're That welcome. was the most nice to...
1: awkward ending <laughs> For everyone <laughs> Alright let's do it again I'm Kyle I'm Robert I'm John I'm Thomas And we'll see you next time a stand here Looking out Over the ocean a great big commotion
3: when I saw what looked like a fin break through the surface again it was
2: a shark
3: Shark We're above the target T minus five seconds till shark drop. Five, four, three, two,
2: one. Drop
3: the
0: shark! Go! Go! Go!
3: This podcast is a Shark Dropper Studios production.